0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Game Talk. Today on Game Talk, we have perhaps the biggest news since Bethesda acquisition by Microsoft. Well, believe it or not, Microsoft has bought out Activision Blizzard. Now, I have um, covered the fiasco that Activision has um, done for basically the past year I think they had such a terrible situation they still do with their workers and they've been bought by Microsoft this deal of course isn't yet final but um, they have basically made a deal for now to basically buy them out so for around 70 billion dollars that's right 70 billion they have made a deal with Activision to buy them out. Of course, the deal will be fi- finalized on June 2023. So until then, as Activision has said and as Microsoft has said, they will continue to work as they used to. And once, they, once they're once they done, once the deal goes through... Um, then we will see them um, report to Microsoft Gaming Division boss who is Phil Spencer. So that's the gist of it. That's what it basically what what they said. But what does it mean for the average gamer? Well, here's the thing. Activision Blizzard was a merger that basically was like, okay, Activision has 50%, Blizzard has 50%. Kind of a partnership merge kind of thing. And they said that, alright, so now we have World of Warcraft, we have Overwatch, we have Diablo, Starcraft, and on Activision's side, we had some Juggernaut, like Call of Duty, we had, um, of course, Crash isn't a Juggernaut, but they, they had Crash, of course, um, The Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Skylanders, Guitar Hero, and so many other countless IPs that Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk I think, is Activision's, so yeah, wow, they have a lot of games that they can basically make if uh, Microsoft decides to, they can actually do a crossover between every shooter (laughs) right now, but yeah, they have access to that, as for what it means to the average gamer, does this change anything? Right, so we are not sure exactly what is going to happen. Because Microsoft hasn't um, been forthcoming. Um, They haven't really said anything. They just said that, yeah, we will honor the multi-platform deal that was there. And, you know, we talked with Sony and stuff like that. Okay. But you guys said the same thing when it was about Bethesda. Yet you made everything exclusive. So we don't know if this is just talking about Call of Duty. So that maybe they're like, okay, every other game that we have, all of it will be ours. Screw all of you. (laughs) I don't know if that's what they will do or plan to do at least, but it is what it is right now. And, you know, they, they have the option. If they want to, they have the option to actually do it all and basically screw everyone out of their favorite games. And this is probably one of the things that makes me in particular very very worried because we don't know how they're going to act they're going to bring so many of their games basically to become exclusives for xbox and if that happens well of course they have the right to do so they have basically bought the freaking company the problem that I have is that basically, you know, these are games that have been available to many, many people throughout the years to suddenly take them away and say that, hell, because we bought them, it's just nuts. I think that, fine, they, they basically um, bought it out, they have the rights right now, whatever. But the thing is microsoft you cannot go ahead and basically make everything exclusive to yourself like i hope to god that something like overwatch 2 or diablo 4 will not be exclusive to xbox moving forward i know they will be on pc but i want them to be on playstation as well that's where i play for example overwatch because it's a shooter kind of thing look i know playing it on pc makes much more sense sure but, at the same time, I'm thinking that, guys, I want to play it on PlayStation. What's the deal? Or, for example, um, Diablo. Diablo obviously makes more sense to play it on PC. But, hell, there are many console players as well. So, I, I hope Microsoft doesn't you know, get excited and be like, guys, we're just going to do this. And, you, can't, you cannot say anything. Because if that happens, I'm sure there will be many people who will be dissatisfied. At the same time, of course, the games will be brought to Game Pass. They didn't say that every single game will be. And unfortunately, there's the consensus of people moving forward, thinking that every game will be on Game Pass. Microsoft said, as many as we can. They didn't say that, yeah, every one of them. We don't want to make money. But the thing is, even right now, with the amount of money they spent... That would mean that they have to basically raise the prices for Game Pass. Because think about it, how would why would they like you know offer all of these for free when they can actually make some more money off it, right? I mean I've said this for a long time, I'll say it again. Microsoft will not keep the price as is. They will raise the prices, maybe to a staggering degree. You don't know. Because you know it it should become a premium, or maybe they'll make it a tier base. Um, subscription. Because either way, they have to bring back this money somehow, right? They they can't just be like, guys, let's spend as much money as we can and not make any profit. I understand that games like Call of Duty, for example, make them a lot of money. And given the fact that Call of Duty is big on PlayStation, and it is going to still be coming to PlayStation, I understand that, okay, they're going to be like, yeah, we make a lot of money from there. People from PlayStation are going to buy the game full price. I understand all of that. But at the same time, you cannot rely, ju- re- rely just on PlayStation Microsoft. You have to do something yourself, right? I mean, going after the competition and being like, yeah, screw you, I'm just gonna, you know, get it for myself. You don't deserve it. It's all, you know, kind of a strategy. I get it. But the thing is, like, how are you gonna you know, combat any of this? Like, how are you gonna make the players move from PlayStation to Uh, Xbox moving forward because Microsoft has put a lot of focus on shooter and uh, RPG for the catalog while Sony is very much interested in JRPG and um, fighting games being better on their console you know that kind of stuff so there's a huge problem here right and you know story-driven games on PlayStation as well the thing is right now I would say that each have chosen their own category and they're like, we're keeping it here. The other one is like, I'm keeping this one here. And it's just going to be crazy. It's just going to be like, you know, Nintendo, where Nintendo has their special games where, like, you know, they have their own family friendly games. And they're like, yeah, we don't need any of your games. If you want, you can bring them, but we don't need them. Exactly like that, right? So, I hope that doesn't happen. Because if that happens, that means that each of these publishers have the right to do whatever the hell they want because they don't have a competition in that particular area. Because you know, if Sony's like, yeah, I have fighting games, I have JRPG, I have story-driven games, I have other stuff here that maybe I'm not saying right now because I, I'm not remembering them. But they're saying that, okay, we, are, we have all of these here. These are all ours. We're not giving any of you any of these. Screw you guys. Well, that means, okay, if I want to play those games, I have to go there. Now, if I want to play shooters, then I'm like, okay, Sony has lost the majority of the shooters, now I have to go to Xbox. Great. So, pay 300 or 500 to get the console or get a, I don't know, gaming PC or gaming laptop, which costs even more, and get a Game Pass, pay for it every month, If you actually get to play it, because you also have another console, and then you're probably like, okay, so um, I'm playing shooters here, hmm, paying lots of money, then you're like, ugh, I also want to play a Nintendo game, so now you have to buy a Switch. Now, buying a Switch is not as, you know, important uh, for many console gamers as um, the rest are, but, you know, if that happens, if this scenario happens, like, someone who like me has playstation is going to be like oh wow now i need an xbox for no reason other than i'm forced to do so and when you get it you live in a country that is basically blocked by xbox and you cannot play it so that is another big concern that i have well microsoft i do not think that your way of doing business is cool because grabbing big companies because your opponent or you know other people can't Making them exclusive instead of making your own exclusive games is a very shitty business plan. I would say that, you know, honestly at this point, it's it's better to actually make the gaming available for everyone. Not just say it and not do it, because it's not just my country. I know there are other countries that don't have access to Xbox. And yet you claim gaming is for everyone. How is it for everyone if we cannot play? If we want to do anything, we have to connect to DNS or VPNs, which, by the way, a lot of people don't know. They don't know how to do it. They don't know how to use it. I mean, would you tell me that, I don't know, a seven-year-old kid who wants to play Xbox games can't connect to a DNS? That he knows what a DNS even is? How would you even think that? I mean... There's a hypocritical thing that Microsoft does anyway. At the same time, I think it's very hypocritical when they say, yeah, gaming is for everyone, yet they gatekeep some of those games. Look, I know you paid, I don't know, 7 billion, 70 billion, and you deserve those, but the problem is that your competition doesn't have that much money, so it's not fair competition. You have trillions of dollars worth. I don't know how much cash you guys have at hand, I'm not sure how much the budget is even, but... I would think that, you know, having 30-something studios, which are all huge, is just too hard to handle. I mean, you guys could have gone with Bethesda and be like, okay, we're gonna manage Bethesda, bring out these games, and maybe make them multi-platform, or at least, you know, make it multi-platform and get some features exclusive to us, and do business as usual, and improve what it was. Getting this many studios that comes from a terrible... CEO like Bobby Kotick who is going to remain CEO until the deal is done is just a nightmare. Do you guys realize how hard you have to work on basically making sure that everything is okay? Like the studios, like the employees, there's so many things that you guys have to do. You just bought yourself a huge can of worms, a Pandora's box of crap. I know the IPs are good, but It's going to be very difficult managing all of them. And I know you guys now have a Microsoft gaming division that can probably make things much easier. But the thing is, Microsoft, that I don't know. I don't enjoy this kind of competition. I don't think it's fair competition. When I read the news, I thought it was fake. I didn't believe that Microsoft would spend that much money. It just didn't make any sense. $70 billion just to deny your opponent of having some IPs that everyone has had for years? And people, some people actually come out and say that, hey, Sony has Final Fantasy, Street Fighter, or, I don't know, they have, um, what was the other, example? oh yeah, they put an example such as Spider-Man. And the funny thing about this kind of argument was that when they named these things, they actually thought that Sony had the exclusive rights to them forever. That's how misinformed they were. They actually thought that. One of them actually thought that Insomniac had access to Spider Man when Sony bought them. <laughs> the other one thought that, you know, nobody else other than Sony can make Spider Man games. I'm like, what? Sony is not the only one. They made a deal with Marvel to make a game based on their IPs. Insomniac chose Spider Man because of the humor and how they liked the character. <laughs> so, How is it, I don't know, Sony's fault? I mean, basically, we've seen Spider-Man in other games. We've seen him in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. We've seen him in Marvel Ultimate Alliance Free. He's everywhere. How can you say that, you know, he's not... I don't know why he's exclusive to PlayStation on Marvel's Avengers. I have no idea why. Because I know that Sony doesn't own, like, the character itself. I know that much. I know that they own the movie rights to it. And they're not willing to give it up. But game-wise, I don't think that, you know, every time they want to make a game, they're like, hey, Sony, can we put this on other consoles? And Sony's like, sure. (laughs) I don't think that is the case. I'm, I'm positive that is not the case. But I would say that, honestly, you know, Sony is smart in this particular place. They see a good developer. They help them. They become better. They buy them. They give them a good IP to work with, they give them the freedom, and they become a juggernaut. And then people are like, oh, why is Marvel giving exclusive rights to Insomniac and Sony? Sony's paying them. Of course Sony's paying them. But at the same time, Marvel is willing to let them do it. Maybe Microsoft talked to them as well, but Marvel was like, oh no, you guys guys can't do this thing. Sorry. You guys don't have the quality necessary to do it. Why didn't you guys think of that? Next to that comes the other arguments. Street Fighter. And Final Fantasy. Look, let's be honest. JRPG and fighting games don't sell on Xbox. This is a sad freaking truth. You can't deny it, but it is the truth. JRPGs do not sell on Xbox. This is a fact. This is the freaking cold freaking truth. They do not sell. So what does, you know... uh, Sony do. Sony knows that it sells well on their consoles. That you know, people love JRPGs and fighting games on their consoles. Sony has Evo for frick's sake. They bought it out. So now the home to fighting games is Sony. So they have that, and people are like, you know, why Street Fighter? Look, Street Fighter was funded. Street Fighter V was funded by Sony. <laughs> Why should it be coming to other consoles when Sony was the one that believed in them and said, okay, I'll fund the game, but it has to be exclusive to me. And obviously, Capcom is like, fine, we'll do it. We need the money after all. So how is that bad? Like, if Microsoft really wanted Street Fighter, they could have been the one to fund it. But even if they wanted to, the game is not like, you know, any fighting game is not selling that well on Xbox to basically go like, guys, we want this game fighting game on Xbox. You guys have your own exclusive fighting game, I think it's called Killer Instinct, and yet you guys still don't buy it, and yet you want Street Fighter? <laughs> Please, no. Next to that, you guys talk about Final Fantasy. First of all, it's not like you know Final Fantasy was never featured on Xbox consoles. No, as far as I'm aware, Final Fantasy XIII was very much promoted on Xbox rather than PlayStation 3, as far as I'm aware, and I remember. So... It didn't sell, so Square Enix was like, "Okay, it does way better on PlayStation." Many people played Final Fantasy VII when they were kids, so the remake should come on PlayStation. Sony was like, "Fine, we'll do it." They got a deal for it. They got a deal for, I don't know, 16 and For Spoken, which is not Final Fantasy, but again, Square Enix title. And they were like, "Guys, we'll have this, and then we move forward with it, right?" Until, like. You know, basically, the time runs out on it. The time did run out, but they brought it out on PC, not on Xbox. Again, Square Enix decided that. It wasn't like Sony's like, guys, guys, just bring it on our console. No! They did an extension for six months. After it ended, it immediately came on PC. Terrible port, but still, it did come out. And then you say, like, Final Fantasy 14. why is it just on PlayStation and PC? Do you guys play JRPGs on Xbox? No. You guys play racing and shooters. So why are you being like jerks saying, why is Sony doing this? Do you guys do it? Do you support these games? You don't. There is no wonder why games like Persona don't come on Xbox. Because you guys don't play them. If you really want to, play the damn games instead of just playing shooters and racing then maybe you can have them. (laughs) It's not like Sega, Square, Capcom are out to get all of you. They're just like, guys, it doesn't sell well. So we are not going to put it there. Because it's stupid. It's just extra money that will go down the drain. Is it really that hard to understand? I don't think it is. I, I think it's very simple. You want these games? Fine. Buy them! Show that you want them. You guys have many JRPGs on your console that you don't buy and don't support. So why should a company like Sega, Atlas, like Square Enix, any other company, make that risk? And be like, I don't know, guys, should we bring this out on Xbox? If the others don't sell well, what should we do? There are many games that don't sell well on Xbox. And it confuses me. Why it doesn't do that? So, next time you want to blame someone, blame yourself. You guys are the reason. Buy the games, show that you want these kinds of games, and developers will hear you. Publishers will hear you. Will be there. will be like, okay, this game is popular on Xbox. Let's bring it out. Don't blame everybody else. You want it? Go and get it. Alright. <clears throat> Moving on from Xbox and their acquisition. I mean, you know, I- even if I stay here and talk all day about it, I don't think there's going to be something good coming out of it. But let me tell you something. I am excited to see what the future holds because I know that Sony will be responding. I don't know how, I don't know where, and what they will do, but I know they will be responding, and that makes me excited. However, as for the deal itself, just to summarize, I do not think that antitrust will allow them to do it because it's just like monopolizing um every game and it is a monopoly behavior this is the second huge buy and now only smaller ones remain so my god if they allow it to go through then holy shit there's just like you know uh i don't know like choosing sides right but Moving on from that, talking about, of course, the deal and everything related to it, EA was very much interested in doing a merger with Activision. Well, I am not sure why they wanted to do it, but they did want to do a little bit of a merger with them, and they were really excited about it. Unfortunately, you know, uh, Bobby Kotick was looking for a way out, so they said, oh, wow, Microsoft wants to buy us? Fine, (laughs) we'll sell. I'll sell my shares. Who cares? So they did that. But, apparently, EA was very excited about the merger. They wanted to do a merger, but they couldn't do it. So, yeah. You have that as well. It seemed that, you know, they were really, really, really <laughs> excited for it. <coughs> Didn't work out. At the same time, talking about things not working out, Battlefield 2042. Uh, we know that they had a terrible launch. We know that the sales were not as good as they should have been. We know that... Developers were like, you guys are toxic. You have so much expectation for no reason. Yeah, thanks for telling me how to feel about a game that sucks. But, apparently, apparently, and this is a very funny thing. It looks like the refunds that Steam has been giving out, no matter what your situation was, how much you played or you didn't play, was so much that EA is like, guys, let's make this free to play. So they are actually considering this to make Battlefield 2042 free to play, to have much, uh, to have many more players playing this uh, dumpster fire. But at the same time, EA, there are many things you have to do to convince people to play it or come back to play it. One, fix your damn game. That's the most obvious thing. Number two, issue an apology. You cannot expect to call people dumb, toxic, having too much expectation and get away with it. No. And number three, if it goes, f- uh, you know, free, will we- will people basically um, see their money back? Those who have paid $70, $60 for this freaking game, and now suddenly it's free to play, will they get their money back? Because if they don't, that's the most stupidest behavior I've ever seen, if there was one. Which with UEA, there's a lot. So, that's another thing that um, was really interesting, and I was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> like, what are they, what are they doing?" So, yeah, screw UEA. Talking also about shooters and stuff like that, and of course, Activision, Raven Software's uh, Raven Software QA workers announced this morning that they are officially unionizing and they're asking actogen blizzard to voluntarily recognize their efforts if they do not however they will of course seek legal action now this is not the first time second time this is so many times that we have seen this happening of course this unionizing helps them to have much more uh, rights and basically be um easier for them to work in that toxic environment but of course you know they don't give a crap apparently during a meeting that was also about the staff and their well-being bobby kodak arrived late and left very early just to say that you know i don't give a crap about any of you also just so you know how important this unionizing is and how much it affects call of duty games um, since they are working on call of duty warzone and they have the quality assurance part The thing is um, that as far as I'm aware, because I don't play Warzone, but as far as I'm aware and people have said, the game has so many new bugs that is just awful to the point that it makes people go nuts. So, yeah. Yeah, obviously, they need these quality assurance people. So it's better for Activision to just be like, okay, you guys, you want to unionize? Fine. We'll help you. We'll do things well. Will do things differently. But. As always. We do not know. Like. Sheesh. What they will do. I really don't know. But. Moving on from that. Because you know. Talking about Activision. Has no. Uh, basically. You know. Good thing coming out for anyone. It just you know. It just sucks. Talking. About them. Now. Let's talk about um, Deviation Games. If you remember, Deviation Games was uh, a gaming studio that um, they announced their partnership with Sony and PlayStation that they were making a game for them. And these guys are guys who worked on Black Ops and Black Ops Zombies. So people were really excited. They were like, holy shit, really? That is cool. Now, Deviation Games apparently is going full-on production full production mode for their game we don't know what their game is but we may have some ideas so apparently they opened a second studio in canada and they haven't even announced their game but i don't know if they had the funding they got the funding from sony or somebody else but they opened the second studio in canada and the uh, production has apparently started it started this year and according to a job listing, they're looking for senior game designer that they're going to basically, you know, um, someone who has worked on written and scripted quests and mission content in AAA, single player or multiplayer RPG action story games. Um, so, and it says, you know, ideally someone who's working in games for several years. Now, I'm not sure what kind of game they're making, but because of what they said, could be something like Destiny. Or Borderlands, as some people have noted. Either way, I'm excited for it. And it seems that the game is set in space because apparently one of the designers puts Easter eggs uh, for people in his profiles and web pages and stuff like that. And you know, some of these were like four different photos that all of them included, like, you know, astronauts and space and stuff like that. So. It might be something like Destiny, and it might be like a shooter style. We don't know exactly what they're doing, but it is very, very exciting. And I think you know, this is something that Sony needed the most um, in at this time and age. Like, they needed more shooters and you know RPGs. They're getting them. Really cool for them. I'm happy that they are. So, yes. Also, now here's some crazy news apparently assassin's creed 3 had a very different ending of course before all the changes that were made during different development of the game um of course the other games in the series apparently the game was going to feature desmond and lucy taking off on a spaceship at the end so that they could escape and you know earth would be duped like what the hell (laughs) First of all, I'm very happy that this thing ended, like, you know, finished another way. And, you know, apparently this happened a lot, like, not just a little bit. It happened so much. But this is according to IGN, who posted an article on this particular, um... Uh, basically on, on this particular game so they say as reported by Eurogamer details of the franchise's original ending were published by a student from a Belgian research university in a work examining developer Ubisoft's use of religion PhD student Lars DeVilt uh, of KU Leuven if I'm saying it correctly wrote that modern day characters Desmond Mile and Lucy would escape Earth on a spaceship setting up to the start <laughs> Human civilization elsewhere. So just like Adam and Eve, holy crap! He explained that this plan was pieced together based on interviews that he held with Assassin's Creed creator Patrice uh, Dizelé and Assassin's Creed Freeze creative director Alex Hutchinson briefly put the fir- the third game would put <laughs> would end with the resolution of the conflict in the present day with Desmond taking down Abstergo and combined knowledge and skills of all of his ancestors <laughs> what the hell <laughs> including Altair and Ezio also it is the end of the world in 2012 and Desmond and Lucy are starting a new civilization <laughs> elsewhere as Adam and freaking Eve <laughs> that is just so funny like, what the hell? Who designed this? Who thought this was a great idea? I mean, Jesus. And I thought Assassin's Creed was kooky was or something. Turns out, no, it is way cookier than we ever thought it would be. What the hell? What the hell, Ubisoft? What made you even think that this would be a good idea? Thank God they f- and, you know, f- went in a different direction. But still, not the best direction. Could have been better. Now, talking of past games and stuff like that, if you didn't know, this past week we saw that some of the PlayStation 3 games are appearing on PlayStation 5 store and they also have pricing. We don't know why that happened, but there are some ideas, some are saying there's a visual bug, some saying that, you know, basically um, PS Now will let you pay to rent games individually. Um, I'm not sure if PS Now does that. But they're saying it could be that. And, um, you know, basically they're saying that, you know, this could be a bug. But because of the fact that we had, um, you know, some kinds of leaks saying that, yeah, you know, there are um, some um, patents talking about uh, backwards compatibility. So people are saying that maybe, yeah. That's why we're saying this. They're slowly bringing them back so we can buy them or maybe put them at, in the console and work. We don't know, but this was a very huge news when it happened and people were really excited for it. They thought that, you know, it's, they couldn't announce something. Now, I don't know if Sony wants to do it. And if they announce it, obviously, it's going to be a huge news. But I don't know what's their plan. Like, will they say that... E- e- Even if you have the disc, you cannot use it. You have to buy it from the store. Or they say, if you have the disc, you can use it. But we are slowly growing the library as Microsoft was doing. So we don't know. But uh, very exciting. I mean, either way, it is still very, very exciting to see that, you know, maybe one day we all get to play our PS3 games instead of buying stupid remasters that basically do nothing. Do nothing. I mean... I hope that I hope that you know basically either the remaster things dies or they do a much better job if this backward compatibility backwards compatibility is true, because that forces them to do it. Because you know Microsoft has that. Now Sony has that, though so that means that nobody will want to buy them. Because they can play their old games. And you know, honestly, let's just let's just hope that they do this right. So continuing on um we talked about the strike oh yeah kingdom Hearts series is coming to nintendo switch as we knew which were cloud games on february 10 so it is coming and from what i understand they have um so this is what they have they have 1.5 and 2.5 remix cloud version free plus remind cloud version and um 2.8 final chapter prologue cloud version why don't we get remind i want that (laughs) i i don't want to pay that much just to play remind but i'm actually playing it loving final sorry uh, kingdom hearts so far really cool and I will be doing a throwback review on it this week. And it will be two parts because there's so many games. I don't want to like make two-hour episode just to talk about them. So, expect an episode this week talking about um, 1.5 before we go to 2.5. If that's how they're called. I hope I'm doing it right. So, that's it. Um... Oh yeah, Danganronpa is now on Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. Coming also to other um, other games that are coming to Game Pass. Dev Store is also right now available on Game Pass alongside another funny game. That uh, let me just search the name because I I saw the name and you know I don't know what kind of a game it is, but people are saying good things about it. It's even on Steam right now. So let's see, I don't remember the name exactly. Oh yeah, nobody saves the world. Yeah. It's very positive on Steam right now, and you know it seems to be hack and slash, action RPG, and of course fantasy. Cool. Cool. <laughs> what more can I say? But yeah, it seems that you know this game is is good. I know people are liking it. So yay! If you're a fan of it, of course, you can go play it, it's on Game Pass for free. There's a rumor saying that a live-action Lost Judgment TV series is in development starring Lost Judgment's Takuya Kimura. If you didn't know, basically Lost Judgment actors have been transplanted, like, as they are into the game, and it looks so freaking cool. So Takuya Kimura looks, of course, like a spitting image of his character in Judgment, so he He's also like 49, but doesn't look 49. Why do Asian people look so good as they age? <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, he's uh he would of course be the you know um the main hero, and uh, you know it's just very exciting to see that you know we might actually have the live action version of it, and uh, I'm not sure if that would lead to you know more Yakuza related movies or TV series, but, you know, seeing this is still very cool. However, the cool thing is that, you know, uh, this means that the problems that they had before any of this has been fixed. Because if you remember, because of the PC port, there was so many, so much, you know, talk saying that, um, you know, the judgment was going to be canceled, we wouldn't see any more of it. But it seems that all of them are fixed now that we are also seeing uh this live action pretty cool and unfortunately i am yet to play um lost judgment which sucks i played judgment pretty early on now i cannot play lost Judge because i have so many games i'm a backlog guys help me <laughs> why there's so many it's good that there are but how do i get to finish like 300 hours of kingdom hearts who decided on 30 hours for every game I mean, Yakuza is the same. I also have to play that as well. It's like 120 hours that I have to do. But still, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is way more. It's not four games. It's, so far, it's been like five games. But they're cool. I like them. Review coming later, of course. Um, so we talked about the, uh, the acquisition. But also, if you didn't know, Xbox Game Pass has apparently reached 25 million subscribers. And I will not... Um, basically deny that Game Pass is a steal, and I hope that the price remains like that. We also had the first trailer for Cophead Show that will uh, come to Netflix on February eighteen. Um, the trailer looks good, but of course, you know this is not the same art style as the game. It's much more modern, which makes it confusing because you know it was popular because of that art style. Now we have this art style, so. Up to you, I mean, I I would watch the uh, the animation, I I don't care that much, because I I am curious to see how they did, because, you know, honestly, I want to see another good video game adaptation, but, to be honest, I would have preferred if they kept, you know, the original art style, I really did, I really did, so, let's continue. Continue. (laughs) let's continue on, and let's see what else we can talk about. So we talked about Bobby Kotick, the a-hole. Um, yeah, we hate that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Forbidden West had the first story trailer coming out. And it was really good. I'm not going to spoil anything. Go watch it yourself if you want. But we also understood that Ann Moss is actually in the game. And she's playing a certain character that I'm not going to spoil. Because I think that, you know, many people like me would want to go, like, you know, mind-free, to see, you know, spoiler-free. Like, see, you know, what everything is about. But it is exciting regardless. I mean, I do want to see, like, uh, you know, what will happen. But, you know, it's just just very exciting, you know. So, let's see what they have to offer. So, Sony also published uh, a statement after Microsoft acquiring... Activision Blizzard came out, they said we expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. Yeah. They basically said what I wanted to say, but you know, you guys are much bigger. You should have a much better response other than this. PlayStation inventor Ken Kutaragi says he dislikes the metaverse. He says you would rather be a polished avatar instead of your real self. That's essentially no different from anonymous message board sites. He's also critical of VR headsets due to their isolating aspect. I'm not gonna say much. He's a legend, but I would say that his views are maybe not that up to date. Maybe he has the wrong information. But Mr. Kutaragi, uh, why not you know do a little bit more research and you know see what they are? Because they're not as bad as you might think. They can actually be really cool. And honestly, it's basically you know, isn't gaming basically an escape? because you have an avatar instead of who you are right this is a whole game gaming society we are playing as somebody else and feel like we are badasses which in real life maybe we, we cannot do the crazy things like nathan drake does so i think that he's maybe misinformed lego star wars the skywalker saga showed a gameplay overview trailer and after sony accidentally leaked the release date, they also announced that the release date is April 5th. So, if you are excited about it, as I am, which I really am, it is coming soon. Not that soon, but still soon. Yay. There's also a video for Meet the Cast of Horizon Forbidden West, which features Carrie-Anne Moss, so if you're a fan of her, go watch this video on YouTube, it's really cool. Windjammers 2 also is now available on PlayStation 4, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Alongside Xbox One, PS5, Xbox Series, and Game Pass. I have no idea what kind of a game it is, but it looks really cool. So, if you guys have um, you know Game Pass, play it. It looks like it's like, I don't know, Frisbee? Like, sport? Frisbee as a sport? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it looks really, really cool. LEGO Star Wars the Skywalker saga has led to some extensive crunch at Telltale games. To the point that they said you have to make the game, otherwise you cannot go home. You are responsible. Damn. I have no idea how bad the situation is, but yeah, it seems that you know April 5th is, you know, part of the reason. Like they're uh, trying to basically uh, push the game out as fast as possible so they're having extensive crunch. As you know, I am against extensive kind of crunch that I don't know makes people go nuts. Look, if you wanna have crunch, good for you. Sometimes it's necessary, but to a point that it makes such terrible you know results or puts so much strain on everyone. I I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't. So yeah. Screw you, Telltale. There's also an interview with Phil Spencer, where he talked about um, the purchase. So this is what he said, basically, on, uh, on the interview. He said, I was looking at the IP list. I mean, let's go. King's Quest, Guitar Hero, I should know this, but I think they got Hexen. Hexen, indeed an Activision Blizzard property, is a cult-hit first-person game about using magic spells. March of pending acquisition of Activision Blizzard also means owning the rights to many creations from gaming's past. Including Crash Bandicoot, the original Sony PlayStation mascot, there's also the influential and popular Tony Hawk's skateboard series, and beloved characters like Spyro the Dragon. Also, Phil Spencer said that he's confident that the workplace issues at and Blizzard will be resolved. He's very happy with the new IPs, and specifically mentioned the games that I just said, and he wants to support the new teams to work on the franchises he loved as a kid. So, Phil Spencer is like a little kid who loved all these franchises and was like, Daddy, can you please buy me this IP? I buy the company. Wait, what? <laughs> and he's like, yay. However, he also talked about he's very uh, scared of tech companies coming into gaming space. He says he's concerned about tech companies unfamiliar with the gaming industry barging into the space as opposed to a current experience competition against Nintendo and Sony. He says they have a long history in video games. Nintendo's not going to do anything that damages gaming in the long run because that's the business they are in. Sony's the same and I trust them. Valve's the same way. When we look at the other big tech uh, competitors for Microsoft, Google has Search and Chrome, Amazon has Shopping, Facebook has Social, all these large-scale consumer businesses. The discussion we've had internally where those things are important to those other tech companies for how many consumers they reach, gaming can be that for us. Bro, you're talking about Xbox as well, right? You guys are a huge tech company that made software operating systems for all of the world, basically. You don't think that you barged in? You guys basically barged in because you had money. And Xbox 360 was where you actually worked your asses off to create new IPs and do some good stuff. Xbox One was where you guys were like, holy shit, what are we doing? <laughs> and now you're like, yeah, we're a big tech company, we have so much money, let's disrupt this space as much as we can. <laughs> I don't know how he cannot understand the hypocritical nature of what he actually said himself. But dude, go read the interview and see who you're working for. Dude. <laughs> it was so funny. I think it didn't like, he wanted to say something real good, but... I think you got confused in the end. Like, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, doing these kinds of interviews, how long they are, it would probably make somebody go like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright. So, Interpret. Um, I think their website or something, they said that 56% of Xbox, PlayStation, PC users are interested in earning NFTs. Interestingly enough, somebody did a little poll down uh, in the comments section, and you did ask, like, do you want to do this? Are you interested? 98% said hell no, and <laughs> 41,000 people voted there. But the funniest thing is that this intelligence firm that basically did this little um, query—they queried only 1,500 selected users from their. NFT crypto gaming panel So this is even funnier. They only asked 1500 people whereas 41000 people said no down in another comment they said hell no and this is only 1000 people why did they think this is important? And the funnier thing is this five this 1500 people were part of their NFT group and still so mu- so many of them said no. <laughs> Like, dude, that's such a slap in the face. But still, media, let's just change the narrative and don't say the small important stuff because we have to do something. (laughs) Yikes. Phil Spencer again tweeted and said he had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. Bro, if you did, you wouldn't have bought something like this. You would have been like, guys, we're still gonna be here. <laughs> we're not gonna you know, disrupt the business like that. Yikes, anyways uh oh yeah legend of zelda majora's mask is gonna come to nintendo switch and nintendo switch online uh online plus expansion pack members in february so if you have the online plus that expansion pack you can expect the game also it is the 24th anniversary to resident evil 2 yay Uh, one of the best you know Yeah, one of the best. One of the best Resident Evil games ever. 4th one remains top for me. And honestly, very exciting to see that, you know, they are uh, basically uh, having this anniversary and announcing nothing. (laughs) Like, no game whatsoever. No news. Just saying that, guys. Our anniversary. Tell us happy birthday. Yay. Also, guys, if you're interested in Dueling Master, you know, Yu Gi Oh Master Duel just got released for free on PlayStation and PC, and I think Xbox and Nintendo Switch as well. Let me check. Yeah. So it has a PS4, PS5 version, Xbox One, Series X, and S version, Steam, and Nintendo Switch. So everywhere it is for free. If you're interested in Yu Gi Oh and Dueling, go get it. It's really fun. I played it and I actually made a YouTube video on it. And as always, guys, if you. Enjoy the uh, podcast. Please leave a review on wherever platform you're listening to. Do an honest review. I, I don't want you guys to just give me 5 out of 5 for no reason. Do an honest review. What do you guys think? Do you enjoy the episodes? Do you think it's good? Do you enjoy the uh, updated cover for the episodes? And um, thank you for your continued support. This past uh, This past day, I saw some interesting rise in listeners. So, thank you guys for your continued support, and I hope that um, you enjoy it. And as always, if you do, like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, guys, take care, have fun, and play video games. See you guys very soon.